You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Daniel Williams with Redemption Church in Delray Beach. Uh, So glad that you're with me watching this video. Sometimes I forget to introduce myself uh, and even the church that we're with, but man, we want to be a church that gives you God's word. We want to be able to uh, serve you in this way. And obviously we do that on our Sunday night service here in Delray Beach locally. And if you're in their area, we'd love to invite you to come on out. But we do that through multiple ways in our discipleship, through community groups, weekly Bible studies, men's and women's, and um, new ministries like this, doing live devotions here on YouTube. And so uh, thank you so much for those that are watching that have been making comments and personally just texting me and uh, letting me know that you're watching. I hope they are a blessing to you and uh, feel free to share them with your family, with your friends, however you want. You can even text people uh, the link or share it on social media, whatever it may be. Well, today we're going to get into God's Word again and what I want to do is look at a story found in the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark chapter 6 verses 30 through 44 and um, I'm reading through the Gospel of Mark right now and I got super convicted of how Uh, Jesus responded to a situation. Obviously, he responded in a good way, and the conviction was a good thing because uh, it showed me my imperfections, and uh, I think we need to embrace conviction as Christians, to be able to live in repentance, and how the Spirit of God leaves us to repentance and to turn to Jesus and his ways. And so I want to continue to be looking to Jesus and asking the Holy Spirit to transform my life, and I pray for you as well. And as I was looking uh, at this beautiful story, a familiar story that you may know about. Um, I saw the beautiful character of Jesus. and Man, I just wanted that in my life and I wanted to share that with you today. And what I, what I saw was uh, how Jesus saw the potential in this story, in this situation, uh, rather than seeing a problem. He saw potential to glorify God rather than seeing the problem and complaining. Uh, Warren Wiersbe says, an effective leader is someone who sees potential in problems and is willing to act by faith. And clearly, Jesus is the most effective leader I know, uh, and um, we're to follow his example. And so in this text, Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 34, we see Jesus, he's full of love and he's full of faith. And listen, being full of love and full of faith, it affected him uh, in a positive way to respond in a certain way to the situation. And as uh, he responds to some unexpected situations, he gives us just another amazing, glorious example that we can follow in his footsteps. So let's uh, read the story from our Bibles. Uh, it's verse 30 through 34. It's a sort of one long story, but I'm going to break it up in sort of two parts uh, just to make sure we don't go too far into it without getting context. In verses 30 through 34, it says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place, an isolated place, and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. So they were very busy. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he, speaking of Jesus, had compassion on this crowd, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. All right, let's pause. Let's stop right there. Jesus had just sent out his disciples 
two by two, and man, they, they were doing busy work, effective work for the kingdom, and he invites them to get some rest. He says, hey, come away with me. Uh, and they go to this isolated, desolated place uh, to just spend time together. This is a lesson in of itself as we're teaching through uh, lessons uh, learned from a sabbatical. Just a beautiful invitation that Jesus gives us as his disciples to be with him. God invites you and I to enjoy his presence, to spend time with him. So much so... Um, that he died on a cross for us to take away our sins. That, that he made a way that we can have access to God. And the crazy thing is, the ironic thing is, is that God himself, the creator of the universe, invites us, and it's often us neglecting him. He, he's the one that should be ruling and reigning and doing all this different stuff and be so busy, but yet we oftentimes don't accept his invitation because we're so busy. But I digress. That's another lesson, but there's the context, all right? And so in verse 33, they're getting away. People saw that they went uh, a certain way in the boat, and they followed him. They ran. They, they went along the, uh, the desert. Like the, Jesus and his disciples went to the sea. They went on the land around. Verse 34 says they came to shore, and there they saw a crowd. Listen, the disciples and Jesus had a plan, and then life happened. They wanted to get away to a desolate place, but then people followed him, and a lot of people, it says a large crowd. I'm reminded of Mike Tyson. He said that everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And oftentimes, that's just like our life. We make plans, but then we get rudely interrupted by this thing called life. And the disciples and Jesus made a plan. They were going across the river, going to have a retreat, but yet it was cut very short. It was cut very short because the people and came across the land and met them. And it was not just one or two, it was a large crowd. And this is where Jesus responded so lovingly and graciously. The text says that he had compassion, or you can say love for the people. He says that they were sheep without a shepherd. And so rather than complaining, he starts using his mouth to teach them, to bless them, to serve them. Rather than seeing the problem of an uninterrupted plan, he sees the potential of the situation, looks at it to what God wants to do, and tries to give God glory through it. Man, I, I want this attitude. I want this mind of Christ. Because often, be honest with you, I get so irritated when I get interrupted. When things don't go my way. It bothers me. I, I, want, I have my plan. I have my organization. And when it does not happen, uh, I get very upset and angry. And yet, through, the, through Jesus, he didn't do that. Uh, you know, I want to be a man of faith that sees a, uh, a problem. When I see a problem, I see that God could work through that problem. And maybe that's you. Maybe you get interrupted. Maybe you've been hit with life one or two times in the face and things just aren't going your way. How do we respond like Jesus in this text? Well, the scripture in this text tells us how. Love. It was Jesus' love for people that helped him see the potential in the moment and not just the big problem. Love was able to see that God wanted him to minister to these people. Remember, he came down to represent God, to love these people, and he used this situation to provide as an opportunity to fulfill God's purpose and plan in his life. Now, can you just imagine our lives, your life and my life, is if it was truly ruled by love? A lot of problems you and I face with interruptions and with people, well, they would truly be opportunities. People that we don't like or have disagreements with or 
make a plan and it goes sideways, that actually could be instead of a huge problem in our mind, could be an opportunity to bring glory to God because we can love people through it and we can allow the Holy Spirit to love us, God himself, to equip us and empower us, to serve him, to bring God the Father glory. Jesus looked at this situation he was in not as a problem but as an opportunity to trust his Father and to glorify his Father's name. And this wasn't just a one-time thing for Jesus, uh, but a continual thing. It was his mindset. It was his process. Look at the rest of the story, verse 35 through 44, to see how Jesus continued to look to God and see potential in the moment. Verse 35 through 44, it says this, And when it grew late, so it's growing late now, Jesus taught, they're already rudely interrupted, it grew late and his disciples came to him and said, Hey, this is a desolate place. Remember we're supposed to do our little retreat here? There ain't nothing out here. And the hour is now late. So it's it's been a while since Jesus has been doing ministry. Verse 36 says, Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them and said, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces of fish, broken pieces and of fish, and those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. That's the context of the feeding of 5,000 men right there. It was actually more than 5,000 people. It was just the men. There's likely women and children as well. And so this familiar story, this situation, uh, I want you to notice the response uh, between the disciples and Jesus. The disciples and the Jesus. Because the crowd had stayed a long time. And it seems like the disciples were irritated. At first, loving people was great and it was a good idea, but now it was really starting to affect their lives, right? The disciples were bothered. They didn't see how the people could even be fed at this moment, and they looked at the physical situation and says, we don't got enough food, we don't got enough money, we don't have enough resources. This is a big problem here. But Jesus used this as a teaching lesson for his disciples because he was looking through the lens of faith. He was looking through the lens of a spiritual lens and was able to feed the people and knew that he can do something about it. The situation and the comparison reminds me that the first thing that we need to do in any problem, in any situation we think we're having a hard time with, is to pray and look through it in a spiritual lens, right? To look to God in the spiritual and not just the situation in the physical. The disciples were looking at the situation in the physical, not the spiritual. The disciples said, well, we don't have enough funds and resources. Send the people away. But through faith, Jesus said, hey, what do we have? Let's look at that. Let's, let's pray and thank the Father for that. And let, let's God have do a miracle in this place. Let's have the people stay and let's keep on having ministry. You know, like all miracles, God turned a problem into something uh, good for his glory by his power. Jesus saw this potential because he was looking to God in the situation. And you can't have a miracle unless there's a problem, right? The miracle is fixing the problem, is, is doing something that you're not able to do. And this is what faith brings to our lives. 
This is how we have the mindset of Christ to see a situation and not just look at the problem, but to see the potential. It's through our faith. It's claiming the promises of God and knowing what he can do in the situation. And through love and faith, Jesus saw the situation and God did a miraculous thing and was glorified. The vantage point of trusting God in the situation for him to work according to his word is powerful. So I just wanted to remind you of that. For whatever situations you face today, listen, whatever situation you're going through today, I pray that through love and through faith, you'll see the potential of the situation to glorify God and not just complain about the problem. Listen, I pray that we can continue to study God's word together. Please hit the subscribe button and the bell, get the notifications, share the message. And uh, this is just another opportunity to be live, give you God's word. And uh, I was convicted by this, how Jesus is our perfect standard, and I often fell in this. But praise God, we can praise God, uh, pray to God and ask him for his forgiveness, ask him for his empowering, and he can fill our lives with love and with faith. And so may he fill your life with love and faith today, and may you be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you guys, and we will see you soon.